Hi everyone, just before we jump into the episode, I wanted to let you know about my brand new course at Education Business Club. So it's all about coming up with your big idea for your education business. And I wrote this course because I see that one of the biggest barriers to getting a business going successfully is being really clear on your idea. So who is it that you're serving? What is the problem that you're solving? Why is it a good idea? And knowing whether or not you'll want to stick with the idea long term. So in the course, I teach the 18 reasons why your business ideas will work and won't work and the six key ingredients that you need to make sure that you have a viable idea. You're gonna come away from the course being really clear on your new education business idea, whether that's you starting a business for the first time, maybe you're adding another income stream into your existing business, or even maybe you just want to sense check what you've done so far if you've been in business for a few years. It's not a long, onerous course. I didn't want to do that to you but it will provide you with lots of action-focused information that you can just start acting on straight away. You can find the course at educationbusinessclub.co.uk forward slash training. Thank you so much for listening to that. And here is today's episode. This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about that thing that can seem pretty elusive at times, life-work balance. So when I was in the classroom, I had a terrible life-work balance. And then when I started in business later down the line, I continued with all of the same bad habits. I overworked and I kept burning out and I just didn't know how to have a better life work balance. Now, the reason I'm recording this episode right now is that I've seen a fair number of comments recently where education business owners are overworked and just have too much to do. But when I talk to them about it, I can sense that it's got so bad that they just don't know where to start. It's almost like they can't see the wood for the trees. They don't know how to make it feel better. They're just trapped in a cycle of never-ending to-dos. I know this feeling very well. I've been there, as you can imagine, multiple times. And to be honest, you know, some people think, oh, well, if you hire team members, that'll make it better. But even when I hired team members, I got myself into this situation time and time and time again. And really, it was probably the lockdown that made me figure it out once and for all. And that was because to have a better life-work balance became a necessity at that time, rather than a far-off distant dream that will probably never come true. So I had to look at things differently. Mm -hmm. Now, when lockdown began, my children were 21 months and almost four. And it was pretty impossible to work with them around, as well as giving them what they needed. So the time we had to work then seriously reduced. And we didn't work as many hours as you might think before that point anyway, because um, we didn't have loads and loads of childcare. So we had to get quite creative about getting things done and use team members where we hadn't used them before. Now, I know that you might not have team members. But the key thing is that we were holding things back. 
There could be other ways to get more things done in less time. So I'm not going to focus today on hiring as the way to improve your life work balance. So don't worry if you're thinking that's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say that. So what did I learn then about life work balance during that time? Well, I learned that I work much more quickly on things when I've had a proper rest for a start. And this might not just be about work either. You know, for me, I also need to feel like I've had a break from my children, which I know can sound really awful, but it's true. I need a break from my children as well to feel productive. I don't feel like it counts as a rest when they're awake and they're in my care. I just don't. So as counterintuitive as it seems, I've learned that I actually get more done if I work less, which I know sounds crazy, but it's true. So how have I done it then? And how can you do it too? Well, I've got five points that I want to bring to get you motivated to create more time for yourself to give you a better life work balance. So number one is creative awareness. So a huge game changer for me was becoming more self-aware. So when I started working with my coach a few years ago, I realized that I already knew when my best times to work were, especially if I wanted to get the big things ticked off. The thing is, I wasn't making the most of that though. So for me, it's first thing in the morning as soon as I get up. And as I've got children who are still at the age where they need guiding through the morning routine, it has to be a sizable chunk of time before they get up and disrupt my flow. So I already knew that I liked to get up before them and work, but often I could spend the time on admin tasks rather than maybe on some of the real meaty tasks. But my brain works well when it's had brain space and it's feeling really refreshed after sleep. So once I realized that first thing in the morning was for writing content and not for admin tasks, I became a lot more productive overnight. So spend some time becoming really aware of when it feels easy to do certain tasks in the week, in the day, or even in the month, particularly if you're a woman. So if I have a lot of voice or video messages, just as an example, to listen to, then I like to set myself off doing a different task. Usually it's house related or something, so I don't have to think like hanging the washing out or something. I listen better and I also get something done at the same time. So I'm very strict about not using my brain power first thing in the morning when I know that it's really high to do something like this, to consume something. So that's an example. Number two, time awareness. So I've recently started assigning amounts of time to tasks so that I can see what realistically I can get done in a certain amount of time. And it's shown me that in the moment, I have absolutely no idea how long something will take and that I often don't give myself a deadline either. Assigning amounts of time to a task has helped me to plan out what needs to be done and when. And it also means that I don't spend all day on something that could be done in an hour. Working out how long things take has really helped me with my tendency to just waste time if I don't have that clarity as well. Number three, schedule. This is probably the most important thing. Is your whole calendar just open for work time? Would you do 
work at any point. You know, I used to work every bank holiday. Maybe you're the same. And it was it was not necessarily because I needed to, just because I didn't plan any time off. Having children actually has really helped me to think differently about that. And now I do remember when bank holidays are because they don't they don't open schools then, <laughs> so I know. Um, but you know, we work differently every school holidays. That's me and Ed. And I don't want to trick you and say that we don't work at all because we do work in school holidays because we want to, but we do work less and I plan it all in. I put the fun stuff in first. I don't try and fit it in afterwards and go, oh, well, it won't go. So it's a bit like the object lesson where, you know, when you put the big rocks in a jar first and then you put the medium rocks in and then you put the tiny pebbles in. So your family time, your friends time, social time, fun time, your time off should go in first. They're the big rocks. And then you just fit the rest around it. You can plan to work whenever you want because you've got your own business. It really is about what's best for you. And if that's 4 p.m. till 12 a.m. every day, then that's fine. If you've identified that's when you get the most done and you're really productive, then make your schedule work for you. So I also use my schedule to work out when I can get certain things done, thinking about my energy within a month as well. And and the day, but mainly within a month. And when's best for me to work on different kinds of tasks. So if you have that extra awareness, it can be really helpful to you. So number four, automations. So, so far we've talked about planning differently, but not actually physically taking something off your to-do list. Well, you can still take things off your to-do list without hiring. So have you automated everything in your business that could be automated? Are the customer service emails that you reply to manually that you wouldn't need to if you set up the right automations? Could any admin tasks automatically happen if you set up the right workflows? And how much time could that save you? Have you got untapped automation potential in your business? And five, choice. So awareness of time, tasks and productive times is important, of course. But awareness of choice is what it really comes down to. It can feel really hard when you're running a business, especially if you feel like it's finally taking off after all the hard work. And then you can feel like you've got a million priorities and that there's no space for a life-work balance. But it really is a choice. Yep some things might not get done until a week later than you hoped for. And yet, some projects might have to shift a bit. Yet, you're going to have to spend time not working to figure it out. You're going to have to spend time to figure out how best to work, but it'll pay off. It's all a choice. You know, if you want to do this thing that you're finally starting to make a success of, that's going to reward you financially long term, It's one of the most important things you can do. Your time needs to be controlled by you because if you grow this thing and it's becoming successful and you don't work out a way to get a life-work balance, you're going to be too burned out to continue making this thing a success and for it to eventually reward you financially. So there you have it. My five pointers to improve your life-work balance in education business. So I'd love to know what resonated with you. And most of all, if you're going to take any actions from it. So I'm really active on Instagram. 
at Claire Riley Teacher Entrepreneur. So just send me a message on what you're going to do. And if you do it on your stories, then um, I'll share that for you. So if you're enjoying learning from the Education Business Podcast, as much as I enjoy creating this podcast, I'd love it if you could leave me a five-star review on the platform that you're listening on. So it just helps me reach more people. It means that the people who need to hear this and learn from this can find the valuable content as well. So I'd super appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'm going to see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.